The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. I'm really excited about today's show. I often get excited about certain particular guests, and today I have Marcus and Sheila Gillette, and they are here to introduce us to Theo. We all have uh, many guides and angels that we have talked to us or give us guidance if we allow ourselves to tap into them, but there are certain individuals on the planet that have come as such great gifts that really help to bring information through. Theo is a group of 12 archangels that are here as mentors, guides, teachers for the evolution of consciousness for humanity. And in this great time of transition, this allows for individuals to really tap into their wholeness of their being, to integrate their soul, and to totally express who they are supposed to be on the planet. And we need these beings such as Theo, these 12 archangels, and individuals like Sheila and Marcus that help to answer some of the big questions that we all have, some of the questions that sometimes the human mind can't answer that we have to access beings that are much larger, much greater, and have much more wisdom than perhaps we have gained in our own life experience. So I would like, without further ado, to introduce Marcus and Sheila Gillette to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you, Simran. Thanks, Simran. It's nice to be with you today. Well, I'm very excited to have you because I, I have just a whole list of questions of things that I feel like I'd like to know the answers to, and I feel like my listeners would like to know the answer to. But before we get started, for those people that are not familiar with Theo, I would like you to tell me a little bit about the story. I know you had a, a near-death experience, and you started to uh, receive these messages. Can you talk a little bit about how that came to be? Yes. Um, in 1969, I had a near-death experience with pulmonary embolus after the birth of a child. And I truly had a miraculous healing when I was in intensive care. My lungs were non-functional, and I kept saying, hey, God, give me a job. And I just, that was my mantra. And my lungs were non-functional. I felt like I had an elephant sitting on my chest. And I saw movement at the end of my bed. And when I looked at the end of my bed, Jesus was standing there. And I was mesmerized by his eyes. And now, for a lot of people, um, or many people, they may think, well, gosh, how could Jesus be standing there? Because we like to, to believe that we have faith, but sometimes when we hear something like that, it's so unbelievable that it's hard to grasp. Now, personally, I have known many people that have had that experience, so it's not a far-fetched concept for me to grasp that Jesus would show up for you. But how could you explain that to people so that they could understand that this is a possibility, not just for you, but that 
that Jesus is available or many of the masters are available for all of us? Well, I think it's, um, it's hard to describe because it is so experiential. However, I was just mesmerized, and there was no doubt. When this experience happens to you, you have no doubt of who it is. And I was just mesmerized by his energy. And when he took his arms and folded them inside the long sleeves of the garment that he was wearing, he smiled at me, and I felt at that moment as if the top of my crown had been opened up and that warm honey had been poured in because I felt this warmth starting seeping through my body. And as it went through my chest, I heard... And when he did this, I heard a distinct male voice in my inner mind hearing, not externally as we hear each other, but inside I heard a distinct male voice say, Remember, my child, you are loved. And I was, had been asking, Please, please, I'm the best mother for these children. I had two small children at home and I just had had a new baby, and I just wanted to stay on the planet. And I felt this warmth go through my body, and I felt as if I could take a deep breath. And it's, and it's as vivid to me today as it was 40 years ago when it occurred. But, and, and it hasn't diminished in my thought at all. Like a dream will dissipate. This has not. It's as vivid when I speak about it as if it's just happened to me. And how I can describe this to to people, that most of us have had an event in our life that has been so life-changing and profound. There's no doubt that it's been a life-changing experience. And to have Jesus or a master stand before you, you never forget it, and, and there is no doubt when it occurs. And it's only in the sharing of my experience that I can let people know that this happens, but I can't convince them because... It's not me to convert someone to the belief that they could be so. It's only the sharing of the experience that it happened to me, and if it happened to me, it could happen to anyone, truly. Sheila, when this did occur for you, did you have to do anything for Theo then to come through you, meditate, or was this something that just began immediately? It well, after I was out of the hospital about six months, I started having all kinds of psychic phenomena happening to me spontaneously. I, could, I had clairaudience. I could hear messages being given to me in my inner hearing just as I heard the male voice speak to me, Jesus' voice and words in my head. And then I could do automatic writing, and then I tranced spontaneously, and, and the direct voice mediumship began. The direct voice, or channeling as it's now called, but back then that wasn't a word that was even used. Of course. And Marcus, you play a very significant role in all of this because you really help to ask the questions. You have your own show called Ask the O Live, which is also on Voice America's Seventh Wave Network. And each week you assist in asking the questions that either you have or Collins uh, have so that Theo can respond. Talk a little bit about your perspective on this. Well, we have, um, we have really... Three different, like on your show too, uh, Simran. I know you have callers that call in. We also have questions that are emailed in, 
And then there's also an opportunity uh, for me to begin the questioning, as I do with, with each, uh, each session uh, on the show that Sheila goes into trance and brings Theo through, uh, whereby I will begin the questioning on a particular topic. And I think that the one thing that I've, uh, like you and I were speaking about just a little bit earlier, uh, that I have um, grown very comfortable with and have always been very curious, very, very curious spiritually. So uh, asking questions came very naturally to me. And, uh, in fact, I found Theo and Sheila in my, in my, you know, my seeking many, many years ago uh, to uh, you know, all the answers that we start to ask ourselves, all the questions that we start to ask ourselves over the years as we begin to grow. And, and um, so our show is pretty interesting because people get a chance to talk to Theo live. Uh, we have uh, phone lines are lit up from the, the time we get on pretty much till the time we end, and a lot of people wanting to ask Theo, uh, you know, just any the topic of the day typically gets fairly expansive, um, and I try to look for opportunities to take questionings uh, to a little bit more expanded uh, level. You know, so someone will ask, uh, we'll give them an answer, and then I will try to see if I can take it out a little bit further, get them to speak a little more, and kind of expand upon it. But it's fascinating. You know, they're on the cutting edge, uh, uh, the leading edge, I should say, of human knowledge, and that the you know, really the, 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 the breadth of the information is limited only by our imagination, our, our curiosity, and our intellect, quite frankly. So it's, it, it's, it's, it's good radio, and it's also great teachings, you know, that we have such a, a great time sharing with everybody. Well, and it requires someone that really has an expansive uh, thought frame in their mind and an open heart and is willing to really go beyond the basic questions and ask something a little bit deeper. So I really appreciate and applaud you for being part of this well, thank everybody. you. I, I, I appreciate that. We do try to get behind the veil, so to speak, absolutely. Now, I do know that uh, Esther Hicks came to you both when uh, she was, actually even before she knew she was going to bring Abraham through, that she, she kind of came to an awareness that that was going to start happening by something that, Sheila, you told her. Can you talk a little bit about how you guided her to bring Abraham through? Well, actually, she talks about it quite a bit in, in the beginning or introduction to their books and also to interviews that she's done quite graciously, I might add, that she's been very um, uh, a very good friend and, uh, you know, now a comrade, let us say. But she came um, actually reluctantly, well, not reluctantly, some people that, some acquaintances of she and her husband Jerry had been a client of mine and had told her about, had told them about myself and Theo, and so they called and made an appointment, and actually Jerry was the one that had the appointment, but Esther came with him. And then they asked their questions, and then Esther wanted to make an appointment because she only got to ask one question or something. I can't remember. I mean, it's been, gosh, 26, 27 years now. 27, I guess. And... um, so they they came again and had another session, and it was in those sessions that Theo told Esther that she would be um, a channel. They didn't, I believe, use those words. Um, however, in their way of speaking, they told her that she would open and that guidance we would be given her and a name, which was Abraham. We didn't know at the time, but... Um, Theo said it would come to her and to have no doubt. And so it evolved from there in her acceptance of doing the work. And 
she was a bit frightened of it, as as most of us are, because it's out of the ordinary. It's an extraordinary experience. However, she um, continued, and um, just wonderful things that that Abraham has done, and much teaching that has helped thousands and thousands of people. So I am very um, happy for the success of uh, Jerry and Esther and their work with Abraham because so many people are are looking for confirmation and assistance with opening up themselves. So, you know, we do this. I I think of it like a a ladder, and we're all climbing this ladder, and we reach down and we, we pull the hand of one person and help them up. And I'm with Sheila and Marcus Gillette today. They are Ask Theo. They are the, the individuals that help to bring forward 12 archangels that come as mentors, guides, and teachers for the evolution of consciousness for humanity. Taking human potential to a whole new level, Theo provides the tools to transcend the limitations of the physical world and enter into the timeless dimensions of the soul. As you awaken to this unlimited spiritual energy, you will feel the joy and excitement of manifesting peak spiritual experiences and illumination that until now have been thought to be the exclusive domain of saints and mystics. By learning to access the realms where miracles are created, you can join the millions of ordinary people now having extraordinary experiences. You can find out more about Marcus and Sheila at their website, AskTheo.com. There's also a book called The Soul Truth that you might want to order, and there are numerous downloads, complimentary downloads, and other information on their website, AskTheo.com. In addition, you can look at events that will be taking place, and they have on January 22, 2011 at the Belief Center in Lexington, South Carolina, an on-site lecture which will take place from 1 to 5 p.m., and you can go to their website and find out more. We'll be right back with Theo. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you a mom or a mom-to-be? If so, a lot of questions and concerns may be going through your mind. So much information. How do we get it all straight? Tune in to A Labor of Love, Expectations for Pregnancy and Parenting with host Karen Engstead. Our program will take you from the first steps of pregnancy to the first steps of your child. We'll cover unique topics as well, including using the law of attraction during pregnancy, elimination communication, and more. Tune in Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset. 
Discovering the Heart and Stepping into Conscious Living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Welcome back. I have with me today Sheila and Marcus Gillette and, and Theo, the wonderful 12 archangels that are here as mentors, guides, and teachers for the evolution of consciousness. Sheila has now gone into her trance mediums and Theo is with us and going to be answering numerous questions without break for the rest of the show. So I'd like to go ahead and get started, and I'd like to ask Marcus to start us off. Uh, It's my pleasure, Simran. Thank you very much. Welcome, Theo. Uh, Would you like to share a message for our listeners to begin our dialogue today, please? This is a time of grand change, and it is in the experience of each individual to open to that masterfulness that they are. It is a time now to accept that you have guidance that is ever-present about you and to utilize that presence in the asking it is given. The guidance is there. When you ask, it is ever-present. It is in the listening that is important, in the hearing. It is in the asking, yes, but it is also listening, listening with your heart and listening with your soul and then your intellect, opening the self to all possibility and knowing that you are unique, you are divine, you are at one, you are creation. You may ask. Theo, thank you for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. The show is called 1111, and I also produce 1111 Magazine. Can you let us know what 1111 means or what some of these different symbols are that, that are coming through the universe to get our attention? It is an angelic presence when you see these double numbers that are power numbers, such as 1111. It is a high frequency of which you are tuned to. And the angelic presence that is about you is attuned to that as well. So when there is this repetition and there is a notice of it, it is only a confirmation with that noticing that there is presence about you. You may ask. What are the archangels here to help us with and and how should we really ask for what we want? 
the angelic beings such as us are here to inform, to enlighten, to make one aware of their own potential, their soul's potential, their soul's beauty, the wholeness or holiness of their being. For within that recognition of totality, one can express the master that they are without that encumbrance of beliefs of not being good enough or lovable enough. There is an acceptance of self in that depth of being that allows one then to be enlightened, a lightness of heart, a lightness of being, and in resonance to the now, to the full experience of life. Theo, how how is it that you speak through Sheila's physical body? What is the process? We engage with this physical body in which we have been working with for many decades at this point energetically. And we align the frequencies. So we have worked upon the cellular structure of the body and the electromagnetic field to allow this joining, if you would, on a cellular basis to impart this knowledge to utilize the body and the vocal cords to speak. Is there, an ultimate, is there an ultimate purpose to the soul experience and an ultimate purpose for the human life? The soul has chosen the human experience and the greater learning is emotions. And in that process, in the emotional body, bringing an awareness to sensitivities, an awareness to the human experience, of which many hmm, choose to enjoy for their planet of which you live has a beauty unto itself and to experience one another in a physical finite body is also a beautiful experience for when there's just energy it is different experience there is not the physicality to express through you know you've mentioned that we're now living in the fifth dimensionary energy and yet there's 12 dimensions around the planet. Where do you speak from? And and tell us about these different dimensions and what the possibilities are within each one. The third is your physical existence. The fourth has been the spiritual awakening. The fifth of which you are in now is the expression of masterhood. The sixth is the full realization of that. The others are expressed in um, dimensional experiences or not physically They are vibrational frequencies that one is aware of and can entertain the out-of-body experience too. However, through the sixth, it is a physical expression. Thea, what is God in relation to the soul and humankind? God is source. It is the creative force that is the creation of all that is. It is the creation of the human experience as well. It is the spark, the soul, creativity that you are that is connected to source. You might think of it like an umbilical cord. You could think of it in this term. So you could see the soul as a diamond with many facets. And that light that shines through those facets is the creative source or God. So it is not a being of sorts that many have perceived in their minds, one sitting on a throne 
it is not such as this. It is all the energy that permeates and that is creation. And the role of religion in today's world versus the role of spirituality in today's world? It is changing just as beings are changing. This is a time of grand change. That is why that word is being bantered about in many areas of life, because all are feeling it. They don't know what it looks like, that the political structures of religion are changing dramatically because beings are experiencing their own spiritual alignment to source, their own connectivity to guidance, their connectivity to masters, the teachers of all. And so with that personal experience of the masters that they are, religion does not have a place in the sense of the old dogmatic form that holds beings back from that personal experience. Beings seek out that which supports their spirituality and their direct connectedness. So there is a change, just as as there is a change within the political structures, the economic structures, all necessarily so in this period of time for the global community, the common unity of humankind. And what will come in these religions, as it were, is a culmination, if you would, to see the like message that is in all and respecting each other in the celebration of that connectivity or celebration of God as the individuals do, meaning there's the beauty and the tapestry of human experience and celebration of God in each of those. And one in knowledge can then be aware and not divisive and accepting of these differing celebratory expressions. Do you understand? Yes, I do. And there's a question because there seems to be much turmoil in in one aspect of relationships there's a lot of separation, there's a lot of divorce, there's a lot of uh, angst between peoples of different nations even. Rather than running from our relationships, what are we being called to do? First off, it is to be in relationship to the self. Much is projected out onto others. It is only the frustrations and expectations that have been unmet and unsatisfied on the inner of the individual that projects. And so those unbeliefs can be changed. What is occurring now is a recognition of how beliefs first began and been adopted for survival's sake. And it is, an infant is not born believing in separation. Do you understand? That is experienced. So it is to recognize the oneness of all. And you will now, with your technology, begin to see each other around the world as the same, mattering not the color of the skin or the religious or the belief of how one celebrates their spirituality. It is a recognition of the core of each individual and the desire of that love for the true answer is love. 
not judgment. And all great teachers, all master teachers have spoken of this in differing times in, in the world. So it is this time that is fully realized that it is not divisive. And it is a time to come together as one again. And speak to us about the multidimensionality of this process that you're touching on now, the soul integration process. It is much like that inner child work, the psychological model of today, working with those fragmented aspects or the child that acts out or has been abused or has the awareness of abandonment. It is similar to this, but to expand into the multidimensionality, for separation can have occurred in a previous incarnation. We don't speak of past or present, but in the previous or another time, there could have occurred a fragmentation that is influential in the patterning of one's emotional response to this life. So we say, do not think in terms of linear time, but to allow whoever is within to be connected to by the higher self or the parental self that is not totally in charge when one is responding to circumstances and situation. It is the emotional or the little offense that react to that stimulus. When you become aware, then there is an awareness of the core issue or the core circumstance in which the separation occurred, and with that understanding, a homecoming, and your reaction changes and beliefs change in the process. Theo, now, in, bringing, bringing, in bringing a new child into the world, is there a point at which separation occurs, or is there something that parents can do to support that child in remaining in their truth and not fragmenting? Know that it occurs for the soul chooses to incarnate. And so it's not a deliberate thing in many circumstances. It is only how it is perceived by the soul in the moment. Do you understand? At some points, they're horrific experience. At other points, it is how something is perceived rather than the actuality. However, the result is the same. Do you understand? So treating a child, an infant, coming into the world with great love, as you do, and then to hold boundaries is important, but to support the growth with positive encouragement allows for one to be in their environment in a comfortable, safe feeling. But noting that there are carry-forwards, and then there are those in society that have influence as there is maturing happening with a child that influence them as well and could create a circumstance about belief. So it is within the home that one can build the self-esteem by honoring and recognizing the soul as it is, the beauty, the uniqueness and divinity that it is. However, holding boundaries so that one is not learning only to be self-absorbed, but to be self-reliant and strong. 
Do you understand? Yes, thank you. It's a very fine line that can get crossed easily. So it is a process of understanding, but moving with the heart and the understanding of self and communication is much a key to this. Acknowledging the feelings of the child when they are upset. Not invalidating their feelings, but asking them to speak the words of what they are feeling so they can know what feelings are and how they're reacting to them. This, too, can be of great assistance. You may ask. There seems to be a great increase in disease. Is this a generational compounding of stuck emotion and belief systems that are trying to detox out of us now? It is. But it is also a time when there is great change and many souls are choosing to depart their physical structures, and it is a vehicle for that departure. So in each circumstance, it cannot be judged. If one has a disease and, and dies from it, it is not to be judged as, oh, they did something wrong. It is, was their vehicle for change, and they were not to be in this transitional period of time. Their soul chose to depart in that moment. It is a choosing for many begin to believe that they're doing something wrong if they are uncomfortable or in their body or there's something going on. It is only an opportunity for them to reflect, to understand where the blockage is, and to work with it. But also to, uh, to come into that soul's awareness. It gives an opportunity for grand growth, not only for the individuals, but those about them. So in the ensuing years, Theo, as the frequencies on the planet get arced up even higher, what does the life experience look like for people who don't embrace that, understand that, uh, accept it, and in fact maybe stay stuck in old patternings? They create within their physical existence an uncomfortability, as she spoke. But understand that many that are coming upon the planet now, being born into physical bodies, are there for this new world that is being birthed now. And what we mean, the earth will be as it is. The new world is that all things that have been known are changing, and changing for the better, the global community, the common unity of humankind. It is important for this now, for it is one world and as beings grasp that and embrace it, they will have greater ease. You may ask. In regard to the issue of karma, is that out of our own self-created and withheld guilt and beliefs playing themselves out, or is karma something that comes back to us? Karma is only opportunities of growth. And you could say that it is self-imposed, yes. For it is the soul's desire to learn from those experiences. And again, it goes back to love. 
for that is a separation when there is a judgment or guilt that one is not good enough or lovable enough or has not given love enough. Whatever it might be, it is all a reflection of love given or withheld. And are there dark energies on the planet? Are these fallen angels or those that separated from God? And what do we do when we encounter the darkness? There are polarities on your planet, positive and negative energies, and there are those who hmm, react and live more in the negativity than the positive. And that most often has to do again with beliefs of not being good enough and adhering to beliefs in certain societal genres to be accepted and then acting out from those beliefs that they've adopted. Do you see? And is apathy a part of negativity or is that something different? Apathy is from a lack of responsibility, the ability to respond, the ability to take action, to allowing. It is all external. Some of it is a depressive act. I can do nothing. A laziness, if you would. Someone else will do it. I will bring somebody into my life that will make me whole rather than to do the internal work of wholeness within self. So what is required in this time for beings to be comfortable in their bodies is to do that inner work, not projecting it out onto the world or to others, but to integrate within themselves and come into that self-love, and out of that will be a radiance that gives love in the world. And that is the time, and that is the change. So, you know, going back to Simran's question just a minute ago about fallen angels and negative energies, uh, people, I think, in organized religion tend to get very uh, confused about the, uh, the devil or evil uh, to speak to the concept of the devil or fallen angels or uh, these evil or negative entities. All master teachers have taught tolerance and love and non-judgment. And those in religious arenas that sit in judgment of others are doing a true sin. For the true sin, and many speak of that as well, is that which would block an individual's spiritual growth. And in judging others and keeping others from living their authentic selves, being who they truly are on a soul level, is abhorrent, is the negative energy of what you speak. Again, it seems very simplistic in words. But when there is unconditional love and non-judgment, your world will be at peace. 
And where does that begin? Within the individual, does it not? For all the causes and all the things that be, people carry banners for and do banded together is only a projection of their anger that has not been addressed within. They're projecting it out onto others or onto things. When beings come into peace within themselves, peace without, they Earth is only a reflection of what is occurring with the individuals on it. So you are to become that which you desire. If it is peace in the world, become that peace within. Do the inner work to come into that wholeness of yourself and allow that light to shine in the world rather than the projected projection of anger and judgment. You may all. Theo, you have spoken that Jesus stated that we are all masters, that we have to step into that. Our two key steps of mastery, gratitude, and responsibility, and what would other key steps be? Gratitude is important, yes. Responsibility is a word that is only the ability to respond. We would say the ability for vulnerability, being in your truth, sharing who you truly are without fear, addressing the love from within. Love the self was his teaching, was it not? And then love the neighbor as thyself. For one cannot love another fully unless one has the awareness of that love within and the non-judgment of self. And that is soul integration of what we speak much about. You may ask. What does our mastery or non-mastery have to do with the impending discussions about 2012? It is a culmination of energy that allows you to see that you are a global world, global people, global community, a common unity of humankind. And it is what is born witness most recently in your world and reflected now are these changes politically, necessarily so, not nationalistically speaking, but globalistically speaking, because you are one world. And so the segregation and the limitations in the, and the... Hmm, divisiveness that has occurred will only harm the whole, which is you. So what is necessary and shown forth for 2012 of, yes, the world is changing. The world will not be as you've known it in the past, but is birthing anew. It's, the world will not blow up or be disintegrated in a ball of fire. No, it will still be here in 2013. But what is changing and will change dramatically and is now is thought, perception, inner process, and a recognition of each other in the world and coming together as one. And the way that the world has worked in the past no longer will, and new forms will come communication, 
interaction, technology, all of these things bring about this global community, a common unity of humankind that is for the betterment of all. Many fear that, for they think they will be controlled. They will not. For one is whole within themselves, another will not control. For that is the true masterfulness. A master is not controlled by another, and that has been proven so over time. You may ask. For someone that has an altruistic point of view as to what the world can accomplish and what humanity can be, is there a danger in that, or is that the ultimate goal? To hold that vision, many of you, we would say all of you, are aware of the law of attraction. To hold intention and view, to allow it to manifest fully in your world, that is what 2012 is about the addressing of the master within. When do you see the thousand years of peace beginning, Phil? We see it as now, in this process, this evolutionary process of which we speak, the consciousness change of humanity, peace within, peace without. You may ask. Theo, what's the message that Jesus came to give us that we have completely missed? We've been speaking about that, have we not? It is about love. The love of self and love of one another. And you have not missed it. You bantered about. You speak of it quite often. You speak of his teachings many hmm, stand on books of that, but have not taken it to heart. What has been done in his name is judgment, judgment of one another and others, not so aligned with Christianity, judgment that their beliefs are not correct. Oh, but they are. There have been messengers and masters throughout the ages. They've spoken of this as well. And they band together now with the same voice. To love. You may ask. How close are the ascended masters to us now? Are they very near us, watching us? They are. And some have communicated to others as we do. Some have communicated with masters in different religions or different parts of the world. Their message is clear as well. It is about the love of what we speak. You may ask. Is it that we as humanity have misunderstood what love is and we've pinned that definition of love upon what we call God? 
there is a misconception about love because beings have fragmented themselves, have not addressed the issues from within and love of self. So there are things that beings use the word love about quite loosely. Yes. The love of things. The love of another and not the self, expecting the other to make their being whole. What is recognized in this time as the wholeness radiates from within. There are relationships that are preferential, not needy. That paradigm of need is relinquished, and there's a one month. And so then there would not be the judgment of why did God do this or that in the sense of being victimized, for there are no victims. It is all choice. And they would only feel, and you would only feel, that radiance of love that is there from source or God at all times. You would be able to bask in it as you recognize it from having done the integrative process and recognizing the deservability of that knowing. You may ask. The children that are being born right now on the planet appear very different than before. What is their primary purpose here for humanity? They're being born into a time to carry this new world forward, this peace. They are very bright souls with great knowing, alert upon birth. That is what is being recognized. not to be intimidated by that. One is not greater than another. But these energies will be shared. Teacher and student, student and teacher, you are all one. You may ask, has new earth already been born? It's just that we have to raise ourselves in it. Yes. So, Theo, these young beings coming on the planet now, then, describe to us their soul age and their soul history and differentiate between maybe perhaps the younger and the older souls as they incarnate. Many coming on the planet now are mature and older souls. That is why they are alert at birth and aware. Carrying forward into this new dimensional time, this awareness, not only through their experience and their calmness of soul, but through that intellect of awareness of the human condition and experience and a compassion, still remembering their own experiences in and out of body. Mm. 
but do not give your power away to them because that is a disservice to them to think that they are wiser and older than you when they are an infant or a toddler who needs to recognize the protocol of embodiment and the respect of that. So it is still the necessity of a parent to hold boundaries and direction for this child to, to be in the body and to live in an appropriate manner. You may all. Theo, what's the greatest prayer that we can state? In prayer, there can be the asking and the recognition that you're open and receptive to what it is that you desire. But the prayer of gratitude for what you have and for your experience in your life, the greatest prayers of gratitude and thankfulness and the love for who you are. You may ask. Is there any other piece of information that we really need to hear in this moment to move forward? Do your inner work. For all who have fear, all who have sadness, all who think what if, what might happen to me, what's there for me, go within. Use your meditational process to allow the evolution of yourself within self. Embrace your being in its totality. The truth of that being is the gift you give unto the world. I want to thank you, Theo, very, very much with deep, deep gratitude in my heart for being here. I'd like to thank you, Sheila and Marcus, for being such beautiful gifts to the planet and bringing through the information that you do. If you'd like to connect with Ask Theo, with Sheila and Marcus, you can go to astheo.com, order their book, The Soul Truth, allow yourself their complimentary downloads, connect with them. If you can attend their, their event at the Believe Center in Lexington, South Carolina, you can sign up on their website or at believesc.com. It has been my great honor and privilege to host them on 1111 Talk Radio. I look forward to talking to you next week. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice. With 1111 Top Radio, please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.
again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.